Jacksonville native, just like myself. I won't give out his whole address, though. Good luck on finding that. Jordan DeJani. Follow him on Twitter, at Jordan DeJani. Covers NFL for CBS Sports. Jordan, thank you so much for jumping in, buddy. Yo, yo, what's going on? You guys got me? I've got you. You sound great. You you just – this is top tier, Jordan. It's always an elite-level interview when I get you on. Absolutely, man. Always excited for it. So tell me about this magnificent play to trade up to the number one overall pick. First of all, tell me, what quarterback would you like in your wheelhouse? You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, we were just talking about that, Jordan. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who I would want. Uh, it's such a toss-up. I gotta go C.J. Stroud. I think because I'm dealing with this in my own like fantasy da- dynasty draft, right? So I get to look at it from that point of view of like who would I take anyway? But if I'm the Titans, I want more of a prolific size over Bryce Young. So first off, if, if I'm gonna throw that out there, that that's who I'm looking at. I'm looking more at C.J. Stroud. Uh, less of Bryce Young. I can't argue with that. I think C.J. Stroud is probably, quote-unquote, built a little bit better. I think he's more efficient as a passer. But I think QB1 for me would be Bryce Young. But the reason I ask that question is I find it kind of interesting that you want to trade up to the number one overall pick, but at the same time, there's not exactly that consensus number one quarterback, which Mm -hmm. I think is kind of interesting. And I think it's going to be fun to see what happens with all of these quarterback needy teams. Which one is going to be the aggressor when it comes to moving up to the top spot on the draft board so they can be aggressive in the new acquisition of their signal caller? So this is, this is my reason for it, Jordan. Uh, the Titans, you look at you look at the NFL playoffs, right? The AFC side, it's nothing but young quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes is the old man in the room at 27. So you have a future of seeing young quarterbacks in the AFC specifically in the playoffs. Burrow's not going anywhere. Patrick Mahomes got not going anywhere. Josh Allen's not going anywhere. The list goes on and on and on of names that you're going to have to run into. So I do think the Titans are in a situation that they're going to have to get with the times, if you will. And I think it's a perfect situation, as, of course, today Scheffner put out there that, you know, the, the, the I love the, the verbiage, too. The Bears are leaning towards trading uh, the first-round pick, which I think everybody already had that on their, you know, their, their uh, uh, bingo card already for this offseason. But I think the Titans are in a good situation to get up there, and it's a situation that's kind of needed. Some people would say Ryan Tannehill should be in here, but it does feel like it's kind of needed when you have the Colts and you have the Texans who are about to jump in this arms race of young quarterbacks. The Wolves are at the door, and you're about to be the old man left in the division. That's what it feels like the Titans are kind of in that situation with what they already have to deal with Jacksonville, and then the possibility of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud going to the other half of your division. You can be very much looking from the bottom up because the young quarterback game is where you need to be, and they're stuck with Ryan Tannehill. So this is my trade idea, Jordan. I think it works out perfectly. There's a lot of commonalities here, and I think it, it's short. And I want you to I want you to judge this. So, the Bears they have their quarterback. I think they're sticking with Justin Fields. I think it's a lot of hoopla that people are saying, oh, they could move on. Well, they could. I don't think they do though. That'd be a step backwards. And we saw Justin Fields have success on this team, and they need to build around Justin Fields. One of their needs this offseason is running back. They're, you know, David Montgomery, what they're going to do with that situation, who knows? Could it be Khalil Herbert? Who knows? I think they need a position that is going to be a veteran, star-studded, who still has life in his legs, and I think that's Derrick Henry. 
I think it's Derrick Henry and the first-round pick, number 11 from the Titans, to go, a la kind of a trade that we saw with A.J. Brown last year, uh, another star player and your first-round pick to move up in the draft. Just this one is that first-round pick. Yikes, man. I like where your head's at, but at the same time, my first response is, that's it. That's it. You got to look at the history of what the number one overall pick has been going for. I think the last time it happened, actually, the Tennessee Titans were involved. Um, Mm -hmm. They gave, what, the Rams the first overall pick, um, a fourth and a sixth round pick. And for the Rams, they get Tennessee their first round pick, of course, but then two second rounders, a third rounder, a future first and third rounders, multiple third round picks as well. So if Derrick Henry was included in this Titans trade, I would expect at the very least himself, of course, their first their first round pick. Then I'm expecting a couple of mid round picks, probably third and fourth this year, and then a future first on top of that. Because we know that running back position is is something that's coming a dime a dozen. And while Derrick Henry is an absolute legend, the last of a dying breed, I get that. Though you're going to have to give up more if you want to acquire that top pick in the draft. See, and that's where I disagree with it, Jordan, and that's why I love our conversations because we can disagree with each other. But I think the running back position is actually as malleable as it possibly can get. I mean, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs who just won uh, the Super Bowl with a a plethora of different running backs throughout the season, and Isaiah Pacheco, who played really good but played good because of the system that he's in. He wasn't ever a star-studded running back. He just was the right running back at the right time. But I think the the Derrick Henry model – which I also believe that you look at the Chicago Bears side, they need a running back like that to counteract what they're going to be doing with uh, Justin Fields on the on the ground, as well as you look at Kari Blassingame there, who was a former Tennessee Titan fullback that's there with Chicago now. So there's already that continuity on that side of the backfield. But they you can, you can really fit in. I mean, look at Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman last year for the Tennessee Titans comes in when he goes down uh, talking about he being Derrick Henry and Deontay Foreman right away, a top tier NFL back in stats wise, maybe not name wise, and then goes to Carolina. They move on from another great running back in Christian McCaffrey, and then he's great in Carolina. So I feel like you can field running backs in the NFL much more than you're going to be able to do with quarterbacks in the NFL, obviously, but even so, more so you can you can fit in running backs better and you're going to be able to fit in wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, all these stories you're giving me about random running backs coming out of the woodwork even significantly decreases Derrick Henry's value in my mind. (laughs) I really do wonder what his value is in the eyes of other NFL owners because, of course, they view him as probably the top running back in the NFL. Maybe Christian McCaffrey has that argument because of his versatility. But at the same time, the Titans haven't exactly had – they had that one year of postseason success, and that was about it. And now it feels like the the franchise is kind of heading in the opposite direction. So – you know, when it comes to the running back position, they would have to value Derrick Henry extremely high if he's going to be worth what is basically a substitute for five to six picks, including a first rounder in there as well. I know that Chicago really does like Khalil Herbert. I think he averaged over five yards per carry. He was magnificent this year. I think fans liked him more than David Montgomery, who is a free agent now, but Chicago has all the cap space in the world to work with. So uh, bringing him back is not out of the question. But, yeah, again, I just feel like there's going to be more picks that have to be given to Chicago in addition with Derrick Henry for the Titans to get that number one overall spot. I think I agree with that, Jordan. I, 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 you know, looking back at it more, yeah, you're right. They do need to move up, and I think it's a time for the Titans. Like I said, the Wolves are at the door. The, the Colts are going to get a young quarterback. The Texans are going to get a young quarterback. That's going to happen. 
Whether they work out or not, time will tell. But we have seen that the young quarterback race is the way that you need to go right now in the NFL. And I think Ryan Tannehill is not going to be enough to muster up whatever it is that they're going to be able to do if they do keep Derrick Henry and, and continue the continuity, which they kind of have shown with hiring Tim Kelly as the OC. It, it seems like they're going to continue to do the same thing. And I've, I've said this before. It feels like the definition of insanity where they're just going to try and try and try and hope for a different result, but they're not going to get that different result. And Derrick Henry is kind of taking a step back from those 2,000-yard days that he had because he is human. So I, I feel like the Titans have to do a lot right now to get ahead of the competition right now. They got, they got, they're keeping up with the Joneses, and they need to get ahead of the Joneses right now. Yeah, I would 100% agree. There's not a, like a large sense of urge or optimism, I should say, heading into 2023. Can the Titans still win the division? Absolutely. But are they going to enter that elite tier of what a contender in the NFL truly is? Probably not. And I forgot to say this, but listen, if I'm going to make that aggressive play for the number one overall pick, it's not this year. It's mm. next year with Caleb Williams and a guy by the name of Drake May, who I'm keeping a close eye on. I think that the Titans maybe should be aggressive next year as opposed to this year. So you like that? That that was going to be kind of the segue into it, uh, talking about the the combine. But really, you like you like next year's quarterback class a whole lot more than you like this year's. I do, I do. I think that this class is very solid. Don't get me wrong; it's certainly not like last year's where we had Kenny Pickett go in the first round and then the next quarterback went at something like 84, 86 overall, whatever it was. There was legitimate talent in this class, and it's. I mean, we could fill up days with talking about some of these prospects like Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. But to me, you know, I'm looking at Bryce Young. I'm looking at C.J. Stroud. Those are obviously my top two. And then I've already come to the conclusion that if I'm an NFL GM, everyone else is going to be higher on players like Will Levis um, and uh, Anthony Richardson than I am. So I'm kind of already crossed them off my draft board because I think they're maybe going a little higher than I anticipate. But next year, man, Next year, those top two quarterbacks at the top of the class, I think are legitimate franchise changers. I would feel at this point maybe more confident in being aggressive next offseason as opposed to this one in front of us. Talking with Jordan DeJani. You can follow him on Twitter at Dor Jordan DeJani, not Jordan DeJani. Uh <laughs> <laughs> cover CBS or sorry covers the NFL for CBS sports I'm all turned around Jordan all right I, co I cover the CBS for the NFL that's correct. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah you're making sure all those media people are doing the right thing uh so <laughs> Jordan when you're looking at the combine coming up say the Titans stay at that 11 spot it feels like then and that's the, once again it goes back to the continuity that the Titans have kind of seem like they're trying to do with their their main positions they they are going to be keeping with Ryan Tannehill they are going to be keeping with Derrick Henry no major moves on that front no major moves in scheme do you think that it's offensive tackle with that first pick yeah I think that'd be a great direction I think everybody would be excited for that especially someone like Paris Johnson out of Ohio State um, he's a guy who seems like he could be a day one starter fill in for Taylor Lewan out there on the left side the other position I want to throw out there, and I don't know if it's just me, but the, the only position I talk about all the time when it comes to the Tennessee Titans is cornerback. I think that's a legitimately premier position in the NFL. I think that the Titans have a couple of young players who are legitimate starters and guys like Christian Fulton and Roger McCreary. Hopefully that Auburn player is a guy who can take a major step forward in year two. But I'm looking at this cornerback class, guys, and I think that there are several guys worth a legitimate first-round grade. And I feel like if Tennessee went with somebody athletic and big on the outside, like a Christian Gonzalez or a smaller player, I think he's smaller, Cam Smith from South Carolina, somebody who really piques my interest as well. I think drafting a cornerback day one would be something I keep my eye on. 
I, it's something clearly the Titans need help with. I mean, they're secondary, and, and I think you have more optimist hope than I do with Christian Fulton as a real lockdown cornerback number one. I think he isn't. I think he's a guy that uh, he needs help. He can be a great cornerback, too, for a team, but we've seen him try and fail many times on that outside uh, covering that stud guy, and it's just – I think they need legitimate help there. So I wouldn't be mad at that either. You really can't go super wrong – with the draft. Now we say that, but the Titans have a history of going super wrong with their draft. So with that being said, what do you think would be going super wrong for the draft for the Titans B? I didn't know. I don't know if we could have predicted what happened with Isaiah Wilson. Uh, I didn't follow his, his story too much in terms of him having what may have been problems off the field. To me, that kind of came out of nowhere and surprised me. But in, in, in terms of going wrong, it would kind of be replicating what happened with Caleb Farley. I mean, taking a guy who is a first-round talent late in the opening rounds, but knowing that he has a, a long injury history, and obviously that's a pick that did not pan out. Even when he was remaining healthy, he looked pretty lost. He didn't look like a starting quarterback. He didn't look like somebody who I thought could even play safety at this point. So taking a chance in the first round is not something that the Titans want to do because of their recent history. But like you said, looking at the draft board, sitting at number 11 overall, they're going to have plenty of options and take players that at least I would deem to be somewhat sure things. Talking with Jordan DeJani. You can follow him on Twitter at Jordan DeJani. Uh, go up to your your favorite place in the world, D.C. Uh, the Commanders release Carson Wentz today. Do you see a trade everything kind of trade, like a Ricky Williams kind of trade happening for the for the commanders to move up and grab one of these young quarterbacks? Are they really going to be in on Sam Howell? So first of all, I'm kind of shaking with fury because I think that the day that the commanders traded for Carson Wentz was a day everyone understood that this was not going to work out. Ron Rivera was seemingly the only person in the NFL world who thought Carson Wentz was worth trading for. The Colts were, were throwing parties that they were able to deal off this quarterback, him being a one-and-done. Sure enough, Carson Wentz, when he was reserted into the starting lineup late in the year, I think it was against the Cleveland Browns, threw three picks at home, um, buried the, the Washington football team from any kind of postseason hopes. He's done. And I don't see him as being a legitimate starter anywhere else, just looking at what has happened over the past few years. I think he's going to be an interesting guy you can bring in as a backup, maybe keep an eye on the Buffalo Bills in that regard. Um, but, but Carson Wentz is not somebody that I'm going to be interested in if I'm looking for my QB one. Now, when it comes to Washington's prospects moving forward, they have reportedly been telling everyone that they were talking to in the offensive coordinator interviews that they are going to treat Sam, ha Sam Howell like QB one. And I got to tell you the guys this, I've only watched him a couple times, right? In the preseason, he was impressive against Carolina. Um, he was very impressive in his first career start against the Dallas Cowboys at home. I don't think they're crazy for having this kind of mindset right now. I don't know if he's going to be that guy, but he does a lot in terms of being a dual threat athlete. He's confident throwing the ball. It seems like he can almost make all the throws. He's not somebody like Zach Wilson who's been off target with a bunch of his tosses. So I'm very intrigued by this guy. And the other thing that we need to talk about is, sure, Washington is in the market to add a quarterback. But if we're going to be talking about a guy like Derek Carr, he's going to come fairly expensive. So how can you march forward thinking that your second-year signal caller is QB1, but also hand whatever it is, $60 million, to an aging veteran who's looking for a change of scenery. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm very interested to see what, who that quarterback's going to be that Washington brings in, but I don't know if they're going to be chasing somebody who all the other teams are chasing, like a Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, 
I feel like it may be somebody else. Who is that other quarterback? Well, time will tell. Now, the other side of that argument is where do you think Carson Wentz goes? Oh, I mean, it literally could be anybody. If I truly do think that he's going to be a backup quarterback and not a starter, it really could be basically any one of these 32 NFL teams. I brought up the Buffalo Bills because I feel like they're a team that, I don't know if they have a lot of history of doing it, but there's somebody who's going to bring in uh, a backup, somebody who's down on their luck and try to almost rehabilitate them with one of the best coaching staffs in the entire National Football League. He's obviously a big-bodied guy who can step in and, and, and maybe start a game or two if something goes awry with Josh Allen. That's kind of the more situation I'm looking at for Carson Wentz because I don't think the Raiders or the Seahawks, if something goes wrong with Geno Smith or, or the Jets, would, be, would benefit from looking for Carson Wentz, even if he comes on a cheap deal. I have a hard time believing he can be QB1 right now. Jordan DeJani has been our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at Jordan DeJani. Covers the NFL for CBS Sports. I got it right that time, Jordan. Don't worry. I, I made sure to get that. <laughs> write it all out, and so that way I say it just perfectly for you. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on, buddy. Always good to have Jordan DeJani on. He is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to NFL. And look, we, 